Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all of the ins and outs, challenges and opportunities, HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. <laughs> Julie, it's not a surprise. We're not at home. We're I'm not. with my co-host. You just said it. Julie, Julie. yeah, that's right. I did. Um, Julie, Julie, we're just alike today. You know what? We called each other. In fact, you can see all of the fellow you crewers around here because, Julie, we're not at home again. No, we're not. What a surprise. We're in uh, Big Apple. The, yeah. For those of you who don't know, I hope I would hope that everyone knows. Yeah, what we're the in Big New Apple York City. Is. Yes. We're in New York City at the world's largest retail convention um, in New York City at the Javits Center. And I'll be honest, yeah. Julie, this place is a vibe. It's definitely a vibe and it's it's humongous. I've never I've been to a lot of conferences, a lot of trade shows. I've never been to one this quite this big. Um, it's it's, pretty cool. it's overwhelmingly big. Um, but we're lucky enough here at UKG to have a booth and to be showing retailers our products, our services and how we can help them uh, get ahead with their employees. It's pretty fascinating to see so many people from all around the world mm-hmm. coming together and Julie, we thought we knew like going into a store and buying things and it's so easy and so convenient and we don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes until you come to a place like exactly there's so much that goes on behind the scenes it's it's as simple as you go into a store you want to buy a pack of candy that's right right? that's right the the, way that that candy gets into the store there's a whole thing Uh, that goes along with it and where we are here at um the NRF, National uh, Retail Federation Show. Yep. It's a lot of technology, uh, supply chain stuff, um, and also, um, you know, just inventory management oh, and whatnot. Crazy. But we're here talking about how we can help uh, organizations with their people. That's right. And manage their people better. Because in order to have a successful business, Chaz, what do you have to have? I, I think you have to have people. You, know, you, you have, have to have, have people. people. You have to have good so, people. So, yeah. so let's do this. Every episode, tell me something good. <laughs> something good yeah something good is uh i mean that we're here with right. all a lot of our colleagues um it's really great to be with a lot of our colleagues uh from all over the world right we have representatives from ukg here uh from several different countries um and then what also is good is that we're actually talking to a lot of people who are coming up to our booth to uh from a lot of different countries That's so right. Just, just getting to know people on, on a, you know, from different areas is really, really interesting. And can I just say one more something good thing? Whatever you need. We're giving away these awesome scarves. <laughs> yeah. These, she loves the scarves. She saw one and took it immediately. The, the, the scarves are amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's um, and, awesome. and people love them because it's very cold here in New York. Who am I to limit you from more than one thing I know. that's good? I, so I know. My something good, we all know I'm very type A, so I thrive off of people and enjoying talking with people and what's going on with them. But I know we talked about NRF and the show, Mm -hmm. but that's not why we're here. We're actually going to talk a little bit about partnerships. But before we do that, of course, I have a business stat of the day. What a shocker. So the business stat of the day uh, from a Crossbeam report talked about 95% of Microsoft. Have you heard of them? (laughs) There's also a partner of ours. Yeah, Yeah. Microsoft, a partner of ours. Their revenue, 95% of their revenue flows through its partners. Right. So, what does that mean, Chad? That's a really good question. It's a great segue because I think about partnerships. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I have both bought and implemented software in past lives. What does a partnership mean to us as a consumer? What does a partnership mean to us as a business? Mm-hmm. What does a partnership mean long term for the growth of the roles that we have um, or what we had? So, right. 
let's talk a little bit about that. First question, Jules, I think what's important to recognize about partnerships, what do they mean in the workplace? Yeah. I think to the the general employee, the person who may not be buying software for your organization or making massive purchases or whatever the case may be, employees don't know that companies have partnerships at the capacity or, or the scale that, that companies need, right? Right, right. And I think that in some ways, Chaz, the fact that employee, when employees don't know, that's probably a good thing. It means that the partnerships are working. That's right. It means that they're working seamlessly. So, you know, when we're talking about partnerships, you know, a lot of what we're talking about are vendor uh, vendor uh, partnerships, you know, working alongside organizations like UKG. Right. We have lots of different partners that we work with That's right. um, that work alongside our, uh, our the software our business, to, to, yeah. make, to make our software even better, yeah. right? Um, and to make people's lives easier. That's right. I think when I think about the merger and what we did here at UKG, um, it's, it's, it's been really interesting in the, in the process of business and growth. We rely significantly on partners mm-hmm. in a multitude of ways. Mm-hmm. Partners rely on us in a multitude of ways. And that begged the question when we were planning this episode, what do partnerships even mean? Right. And, and, and what can we take from the partnership gain or the partnership path, if you will, as a business, as a former VP of HR, or as some guy who just happens to know a little bit about business, what what does it mean? And the key points, we came up with some key points for those who may not understand. The first one, there's got to be some joint ownership. Right. I think the key to being a good partner, and you can tell me if I'm wrong in this, and I would no. love to hear your story, yeah, yeah, yeah. is joint ownership. And the reality of it is you have to invest your time and effort Mm -hmm. into things you need and want to be better, but it's not just one side. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think so often, especially when we talk about HR professionals, we look, we look out for uh, organizations and tools that are going to help us say tech tools, for example. And what we think is that that company is going to just implement their system and it's going to just fix everything. Just work. Right, just just work, and especially being on this side of things, Chaz. What I've what I've learned is that that is not how it is. Right, because you know I think, but but I'm guilty of it. Back when I was an HR VP, I, I remember thinking, okay, great, so and so company is going to implement their system, and then all of my problems are going to be solved. Right, that's not what it is. Right, we you have to work alongside. You have to work alongside a provider that's going to be a strategic partner with you that has that is just as invested in the success of your business as right. you are. Yeah, no, you're, I think you're spot on. It, it, it's I love the quote that you used in the past where it's, you're going to get as much out of the software as you're willing to put in. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think going down when it comes to, to choosing technology or choosing different vendors, mm-hmm. what's important about that is, is the service element, right? going beyond the, the go live after the purchase, which, right. you know, you've got to build trust and relationships and all of that that goes with it. Right. But, but there comes a point where you need help and, and with a partnership, the service element after the fact, after you're using the software is a critical piece. Can you, can you share a story about a, a time that you may have been oversold? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> that was really quick, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, I was, in HR, we get over, oversold a lot uh, yeah. because a lot of times uh, salespeople don't think that HR people understand business, too, right. um, which could be further from the truth. Right. But, um, I mean, you know, oversold in terms of a service perspective, that has, that has happened to me a lot. 
um, where we would have, you know, we would be promised the earth, the moon, and the stars, and then, or whatever it is would be implemented, and then we would never hear from the company again, or we would have trouble getting our questions answered. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate um, that stuff happens, and I'm sure that those of you listening, you probably experienced that too, not only in settings of uh, buying technology, for example, but, you know, in other service type uh, settings also. Um, so I think that, you know, it's important, though, to know that, you know, <laughs> service is really, really important. Um, but so is the buy-in from the individual being sold to. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, so there's a, a lot of themes there that we often talk about. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. What I, what I appreciate of what you said is, number one, not hearing from the company is 100% not okay. Right, right. 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 So here you are, and we've all been in situations where you may have experienced, okay, like, you know, yeah, the only way to learn how to swim is going out in the deep end. Right, right, right. And you're like, wait, hold on. Well, anytime you're implementing, and, and one of the things that I appreciate back when I was in services and, and working with sales reps on a regular basis, this is in addition to your day job. Right? Yes, yes, right. yes. But 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 tell somebody that and it makes them scared. Right. But but here's the thing. If, if a software company or a vendor comes in a par- and they want to partner with you for whatever service they provide and they tell you that it's not going to, you know, affect you in any way, it's not going to cause a lot of time, you know, with the implementation, that is just not true. <laughs> it's just not true. You know, yeah. you, they, like, it, it becomes another full-time job. And especially when you have... HR departments of one, for example, right. um, that becomes really cumbersome. So it's important that you work with your service provider, um, with the partner that you choose, right. again, be it technology, be it anything else, yeah. to make sure that you have the kind of bandwidth and they they that you are meeting their expectations, but they're also meeting your expectations. You know, Chaz, I talk a lot about the psychological contract. and this, I, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, heard and, of it. And, and that's the exchange relationship between the employer and the employee. Right. When we were talking about this topic, I said, this is very much like the, a breach of the psychological contract. So, How so? How so? Well, when we, Chaz, when we talk to organizations who are evaluating HR software, so many times they're looking at UKG because they've heard of UKG's great service. Right. And they, they're not getting good service with whatever provider that they're going with right right now. So what happened there is they had expectations of good service and then that, that sort of went out the window, right. if that makes sense. So um, so that's a breach of psychological contract. And in right. some ways, in this instance, it could be a breach of actual contract. <laughs> I mean, look, we, won't have to, <laughs> we won't even go there, right? You won't yeah. even go there. But. So, so I think that's a really good point. So to, to kind of summarize what, what we just said, you know, sometimes a, a being a partner is, is being honest with each other and, and having a discussion up front to say, you know what, there are going to be difficult times. There's that joint ownership. And yeah. I think a critical piece of that is, hey, look, you have to tell people no sometimes. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. Right. Like, right. I, I feel that's a necessary thing to be successful. Yeah. You have folks that come in and say, oh, we want this and we're going to do it all and it's going to be all and it's hold on maybe we can't do it all or maybe we can't be at all as a buyer i would want to know that up front and and then what am i going to do if it is true and what we talked about within that partnership 
man, I work with a really great company and here's what they're doing for me. They were so honest with me about the experience and that develops a major trust in the relationship. Why would you want to leave at that point? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, unrealistic expectations when it, when trust is eroded, it's very difficult to build that trust back. Um, so, you know, just that breach you're always going to have in the back of one of the sides minds that things are, could possibly go wrong. And that's definitely not what we're looking for in a vendor, uh, in a, in a partnership, um, relationship. I mean, it's just like any other relationship. If you think about it, I mean, it's weird to talk about it this way, but it's true. Right. I mean, you're like, are you dating your HR provider, your HR software provider? Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Is that against company code? Probably. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think that um, it's important for each side to also at the outset, Chaz, to define what success looks like in terms of a project implementation, yeah. in terms of whatever it is that you're tra- that you're working alongside other companies with, um, what is success? That's a, that's a really good question because it varies for each person that is within the buying decision, right? You know, we, we've sat in rooms with these folks and talked strategy and done a lot of different things. And your needs are very different than my needs as the CFO. Right. And, and someone else who may be in operations, their needs are very, very different. Right. And, and this this idea that, man, if we can hit the, the mass of them all mm-hmm. and then have that discussion of open and honesty and here's where we can meet you and here's where we can't. By the way, we also have other partners, whoever the vendor is, that could fill that need. Right. Know the solution can be solved. Right. We just may not be able to do it all, right? Yeah. Do you think that would have impacted how you viewed your partnerships over the course of time in your past life. Well, yeah, of Absolutely. course. However, however, I will say this, not every organization has the kind of uh, resources that one would need in order to, you know, reach out to even other people to do things like implement the software. And I, so it's, it, it's a whole thing, but, but again, it, it has to be from the outset that these things are explained. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that just making sure that the expectations are realistically set from the beginning it's going to make or break a relationship. I also think a critical component of this when, when you're in the buying process or you're implementing or whatever the case may be is there are deliverables on both sides. Yeah. Right. When you walk into any sort of buying scenario, right, let's play in the simplest terms, you walk into a retail store, you go in, you choose the shirt that you want and you go home and you, you put on the shirt and it fits and, and you keep the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, the, the store met your expectation in delivering a product to that store. You met your expectation that the shirt fit and so on and so forth, right? I think it's similar in the buying process with partnerships. It's also similar in the implementation process with the, with the um, you know, the partnership. And understanding what those deliverables are up front is a really critical piece. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I also think it's important that it goes beyond the upfront um, expectation. So when I purchase something from a partner and I, and we partner together and it's going, we're going to be utilizing and working together, you know, throughout the way I need to have those promises fulfilled also. It can't just be, again, I think I'm such an HR nerd. It makes me think of everything surrounding the employer and the employee relationship. When you onboard an employee, you you know, you're not going to just stop taking care of that employee right, right. after the just onboarding because, process. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
So or you shouldn't anyways. Yeah, no, no, you, you definitely shouldn't. So yeah. again, it's about uh, recognizing needs um, and working alongside uh, partners to uh, to get those needs fulfilled on both sides and making sure those expectations are set realistically. Yeah, it, it comes back to that honest and open conversation that, that really drives that partnership, being able to, on both sides, being able to say the things you may want to hear, but yeah. also being willing to hear and adjust, right? Change is not going to slow down. Yeah. And and when you think about how change impacts people, when you're driving a partnership, you're constantly doing this reevaluation. What is the end game, right? right. What, is, right. what is the end game? And thus, you have to have fluidity with your technology yeah. or your new partnerships or whatever, right? Yeah, but you also need to make sure that if something goes wrong, that you also are you know, open and communicative during that problem about what your needs are then too. Right. Again, it goes, <laughs> just so much just mirrors the employment relationship. Right. But, right. You know. I also look at the other piece too, where when it comes to selecting partnerships and I know you, we talked about our experiences before this, sometimes the uneasiness that you get from, from people who are trying to, to sell you products. Yes. Right. I think it's a very natural thing where I really struggle with it. Number one, have you built the trust in the relationship to believe what this individual is saying and are they being honest and integral, et cetera, mm-hmm. right? I also think about it too. If you're trying to solve for business needs, there's really only one person that has that key to move you to that next step and it's the salesperson. Right. So it's this, it's this kind of rubber band push and pull type of thing where how do we get to the point where we view it as a partnership and not someone just trying to sell something. I think when, I think when salespeople come in and they pretend like they're not selling, I think that's, that's a thing. They actually treat you like a person. Well, well, you treat you like a person. Yeah. But I mean, like if they're, if they come in and say, Oh, I'm not really trying to say anything, but the title sales representative, no, you are actually trying to sell me something, but instead make sure you're telling me like how you're going to solve my problems. How can your, um, whatever product it is, how can we partner to get my problem? How can we help me help you? How can we we help each other? There's got to be a mutual agreement to some sort. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, Chaz, UPG has a lot of partners that are actually at this show. Um, Really? Yeah, we work with so many different companies. You see what I did there? I actually didn't know. Really? Every single day I deal with, I'm just kidding. You know, I mean, big, big companies that we partner with in so many different ways, companies like you mentioned, you know, Microsoft, Google, um, IBM, you know, these are all companies that we partner with. And then also companies on a smaller scale too, which is, which is cool. Yeah. I think the idea behind the partnership track, right. Is, is to understand that there are a lot of business needs don't think that there is a one size fits all yeah. for your organization. Although for the time being, there could be one thing that will do it. But over the course of time where we start to see scalability, we see growth, we see change within organizations. Yeah. It's okay to partner with, with multiple vendors. Absolutely. Right. The idea is solve the business needs. Yes. Right. Find a partner who's going to treat you with autonomy, yes. right? And and be the ones that will pick up the phone and call you when there's a change, and not just trying to drive something that makes you feel less. That yeah, that that, that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, cool. I guess we close it out here. I will say, Chaz, I've, again, I've never seen such at, at NRF here, 2023. The the 
it's so large right. that it's almost too large. <laughs> it's like we're talking. Crazy. We just need a day for the expo. Yeah, That's yeah. How I big said yeah because there's a lot of sessions here and everything. Um, and uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's just different, Jules. I don't. I don't think in the amount of time that we have, we can see the entire show. No, I don't think we yeah. can. And I can't get all the swag. You know how I like my swag. You love the tchotchkes. I you do. do love the tchotchkes. I do. I do. Hey, Jules, uh, tell me what you found your purpose in regarding partnerships. Oh, my gosh. It, it all comes down to trust. All comes down to trust. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I can't beat that. Like there's, I, I mean, we're not trying to one-up anybody yeah. here. Um, coming from a services background, you know, prior to this, I think the criticality of it all is is there someone there to help you when you need it? Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that is the the biggest factor in a successful organization and a successful partnership, including the honesty and integrity piece. Yeah, so, yeah. All comes down to trust and expectations. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, thank you all for listening so much. Be sure to use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod and check out the latest research and blogs from the Workforce Institute by visiting workforceinstitute.org. Oh, by the way, shameless here. Uh, go review us. We appreciate it as always. We look forward to you listening to the next episode. Chaz and Julie signing off. Cheers, y'all. Bye. Bye.